Hi everyone, welcome to our tele-seminar series for the Nonfiction Authors Association. Today's session is with Nathan Agin, and we're going to be talking about how to double your audience with audiobooks. I love this title. I'm your host, Stephanie Chandler. Always appreciate it when you spend time with us. This event will last 30 minutes, and recordings are available to authority and VIP members of the Nonfiction Authors Association. If you're new to us, in addition to recordings, our community members receive exclusive templates, checklists, and other content released weekly. Media leads sent out by email every Friday, access to our active member community on Facebook, free admission to local chapter meetings, discounts off our year-round nonfiction book awards program, our nonfiction writers conference events, and our online courses and author toolkits, and finally, discounts with our awesome partners, including Lulu, Findaway Voices, Office Depot, Ingram Spark, and more. We would love for you to join us over at nonfictionauthorsassociation.com. And now I'd like to introduce our guest today. Nathan Agin is an actor, online marketer, and audiobook narrator and producer. He's completed over a dozen audiobooks for independent and self-published authors, including Chris Fox, Sean Platt, and Johnny B. Truant, as well as narrating over 100 articles for New York Times bestselling author Mark Manson, whose book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, I'm going to leave it at that. He also brings 10 plus years of web design, email marketing, and social media experience to his work as an audiobook coach and consultant. You can learn more at NathanAgan.com. Hey, Nathan, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Stephanie. Thrilled to be here. This is such a great topic because the audiobook market is just on fire right now. So mm -hmm. can you start and tell us a little bit about what's happening there? Yeah, sure. So, you know, one of the big things that really changed, uh, you know, how audiobooks were consumed was the invention of the iPhone, because then you could start carrying things around in your pocket. And of course, it started with music, but now that has translated over to audiobooks and even to some extent podcasts. So, you know, instead of having, you know, needing people to have tapes or CDs, suddenly, you know, they could just consume audiobooks all over the place. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that, you know, really enjoy uh, the audio content. Not only are there the people who prefer it, maybe because they have a long commute or they're exercising or, you know, any kind of secondary activity like cleaning or doing the dishes, but then there are also the people who really need that audio content. And that could be people who have arthritis, who, you know, have trouble holding books or, have eyesight issues, you know, might even, you know, uh, people who are blind, you know, this is how they can consume the same content, um, even people with dyslexia, you know, so there's a lot of crossover in a lot of different groups uh, of, you know, people who are really excited. And I'll just say that, you know, of the surveys that are done, you know, there's been, I think, at least seven consecutive years of double digit growth, sales growth in the audiobook market. So it just continues to expand, you know, just exponentially every year. Yeah, it's amazing. I think a good part of that comes from, like you said, the mobile phones. Mm -hmm. Also, I think that Apple CarPlay is a game changer where they're now putting in the dashboard of brand new cars. Sure. 
the iPhone interface. So you can easily listen to your audiobooks or your podcasts or even check your messages, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's such a cool trend that's happening. Uh, and, and it's a great opportunity for nonfiction authors. There's really a, a couple of primary platforms that are kind of leading the way right now for mm -hmm. audiobook publishing. One is ACX, which is owned by Amazon, or it was acquired by Amazon, and Findaway Voices. Uh, can you give us some pros and cons of using each of these services? Yeah, sure. So uh, ACX, as you mentioned, is the back end of Audible and also Amazon. And, you know, what they they are great for um, DIY. You know, if you just want to get it out to Amazon and Audible and Apple, um, and, and I should say you are going to need to use ACX to some degree if you want to, you know, release your audiobook on those platforms. Like you have to go through ACX. It's just if you choose to go through ACX directly and kind of do everything yourself or, you know, hire somebody to do it for you. Um, but then that's pretty much all ACX can do for you is get it out onto those three platforms. Now, those are the lion's share of where people are finding audiobooks, but that's certainly not the only place that you can, you know, uh, purchase or even through some libraries, uh, you know, rent audiobooks. Um, so that's what ACX does. Uh, and, and like I said, all the other distributors, all the other places where you can produce your audiobook, if you want to sell it on Amazon, Audible, and Apple, you go through ACX. Now, the other example, like Findaway, um, they have more distribution options. So if you just want to, you know, go somewhere and hire a service that will help get you out to, you know, 40 plus places, uh, all different kinds of, you know, audiobook selling sites and lists and all these other kinds of things, that can be a great place for Findaway. Um, they, uh, you know, both services allow you to look for narrators on their platforms, um, you know, uh, so, and then I, I should say, Findaway uh, doesn't have the uh, royalty share option. That's something that ACX does offer. So with Findaway, you either pay, you just pay the uh, narrator, to, uh, you know, a pay for production rate, and then that, that completes the contract. And then you as the author, you know, get all the royalties. But if you want to split that, because maybe your budget or your marketing plan or whatever you want to pay a little bit less upfront and split the royalties. That's something you can do with ACX. So that's just kind of a quick look at a little bit of the differences there. Yeah. I, I tend to like a find a way because in, in great part because they're not married to Amazon. <laughs> you know? I think it's, um, it's good to be independent in the fact that they reach so many other outlets. I think that, I've been encouraging our community to go that route. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of authors assume that they can just simply sit down and record an audiobook at their desks, but that's just not really accurate, right? So tell us what's involved with re recording an audiobook. Sure. Well, you know, anyone can record an audiobook, but not everybody can narrate an audiobook. And I'll unpack that a little bit because you know, an audiobook really is a performance. And that is whether you're talking about a fiction book, you know, that has characters and a story and a plot and all that kind of stuff. 
or even a nonfiction book. You know, these, whatever genre it is, whatever topic it is, it needs to be entertaining. It needs to be engaging. Uh, you know, certainly if it's nonfiction, it should be, you know, informative and, and enlightening, you know, those kinds of things. And if it's fiction, you know, you, you get wrapped up in the story, you get carried away. And, you know, that's not usually the skill set of a lot of writers is being able to perform their material. They may know the characters really well, but being able to bring that story to life is a whole different skill set. It's why not every screenwriter is also the lead in their film, you know, that it's just a different skill set. And, you know, really a lot of authors, their time is better spent writing their next project or marketing their books. Um, it's not say an author can't narrate, but it's just it takes a lot of uh, skills to do it. And, you know, we didn't even touch on the amount of time it can take to narrate a book and the equipment. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of considerations that go into that. Well, and equipment's a big factor. Obviously, you're coming through loud and clear. You're clearly on a great microphone, and that's a big piece of this, right, because there's quality standards with mm-hmm. uh, ACX in particular that, of course, your, your audiobook needs to be the highest quality possible. So if you've got your dog barking in the background or the garbage truck going by, that's going to potentially impact that book quality, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, microphone is definitely one consideration. And, and then also, as you were kind of alluding to, it's your recording space. You know, um, there are a lot of times that I might need to stop because there's a leaf blower outside. And, you know, I'm not going to run out like a crazy person and tell the person to, you know, stop, stop their job because I need to record an audiobook. Um, you know, so you have to deal with those things as they come up and make sure that your the the quality is as high as possible as you were talking about. So it's that's another reason why it can take a long time to do these things because you're unless you have a soundproof booth or you go the really expensive route and go hire some studio space, um, which is even more expensive than doing it yourself. Uh, you know that's the, all those all those costs can go into it. And and I'll say at the end of the day, when you're adding up all these costs, usually just hiring a professional narrator will probably save you, you know, 50% or more than if you tried to do it yourself in terms of the time investment, the money investment, all of that stuff. So again, it's not to say that an author cannot narrate his or her own book. It just, you know, you really want to think about, is this the best use of my time and money? Yeah, that that's a great point because not only do you have to prep your manuscript and and actually get through a solid recording but then it has the recordings have to be edited and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. prepped for um based on very specific requirements with um with ACX so and hiring studio space if you really really want to do it you can go to a local recording studio and do it but you're you're absolutely right i think there's a lot of value in hiring voice talent because correct me if i'm wrong Nathan but when you hire a, a voice artist such as yourself uh, the voice artist not only produces all the recording, but per, but gives you back fully edited, ready to publish files. Correct? Exactly. It's. I mean, really, you can think of it as a one-stop shop. I mean, most of the time when I work with authors, they send me a manuscript. I send them a sample just to kind of sign off on, and then after that point, I go and finish the entire book and deliver it ready to go. 
Um, and, you know, of course, you can always negotiate within that, you know, in terms of cost or scope or what you as the author want to do. But really, that's what professional narrators do is we, you know, and that's why on many of these platforms, including ACX, we are called producers. We're not just called narrators because we are really responsible for producing the entire audiobook. And that's, you know, I think what a smart author should be looking for is, yeah, this is not my skill set. This is not my specialty. I'm hiring you to do this and deliver this so that I can just go click, yep, ready to sell. Awesome. And and so as authors, uh, we can go out and, and look for voice talent like yourself. Mm-hmm. Also, you mentioned um, both ACX and Find a Way have a pool of voice talent, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, with ACX, there are lots of narrators on the system and, and we can search, you know, for projects that are open and available um, on Findaway. They use a different system where they'll kind of match you up based on, you know, what the author is looking for and, um, you know, the kind of qualities and they'll they'll do their own kind of algorithm and searching. Uh, so it's not as open of a uh, system for narrators, but in both platforms, you can kind of listen and look um, you know, and so through those systems, you can find narrators, but there's also lots of other places. And, you know, of course, with, you know, Facebook groups and all these other platforms, you know, looking at, well, you know, who, who are other not narrators that people are enjoying or, you know, who's a, who's a narrator that another self-published author just used. And, you know, do you, if you listen to a sample, do you really like them? So there can be a lot of different ways and even pooling your listeners, like you as an author, you know, you have um, fans of yours, of, you know, readers and going, okay, what audiobooks are you guys really enjoying these days? What narrators should I be thinking about if I want to produce an audiobook? Yeah. Those are great suggestions. Can you give us an idea of what what a range of costs might be to have an audiobook recorded and produced? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I would say a a good you know a good professional narrator will usually run if you're just going to pay for production and you're not going to split any royalties, um, two to four hundred dollars per finished hour is a pretty standard rate for a a good solid narrator. Now they can be much more expensive uh, depending on how in demand they are and how uh, accomplished they are and and all that kind of stuff. But um, that range two to $400 is, is pretty reasonable for what you're getting. Um, You know, again, as a professional and for everything you're doing, because of course you might hear, okay, for example, $300 per finished hour of audio, but how many hours of work is going to be <laughs> that one hour? You know, yeah. it doesn't take just one hour to record, to narrate one hour of audio. Uh, it could take multiple hours to do that. Then there's, as you mentioned, the editing, the mixing, the mastering, all that kind of stuff, the proofing. You know, we hire somebody else to listen back to the recording to make sure we were word perfect. That's, you know, one of the other things that is part of what, an, an author gets when they hire a professional narrator that that's part of the service. So, you know, that all goes into that rate. So, you know, if you got a five hour audiobook, you know, you might spend anywhere from, what is that? 1200 to, you know, maybe uh, $2,000, you know, for your audiobook. But believe me, that'll be a bargain compared to you doing it yourself. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I'm not a big do-it-yourselfer. I'd much rather hire an expert and do what I do best. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there any like rough way to estimate how many finished hours your book is going to be? Is it like 10,000 words an hour? Is there a ballpark guess? That yes. you- 
this. So, so similar to, you know, what narrators charge, um, you know, every narrator has a speed at which they record. Um, I think ACX uses the number of 9,300 words per hour. You know, that's how they estimate how long the books will be. Um, some narrators, like myself, I'm a little bit under that. You know, I usually do about 8,200, 8,300 words per hour. Um, some narrators are faster than that. So that'll just be part of the calculation. Now, you know, I wouldn't, as an author, purely just write down like, oh, this author, you know, narrates it, you know, 7,500 words, and so it'll be way more expensive. Well, right, but if you love that narrator and that is the right voice for your project, I mean, yes, money always factors into it, but I wouldn't immediately scratch them off because they might be, quote-unquote, more expensive. You know, it, you yeah. just want to think about who's the, right, who's the right voice to bring this project to life. Absolutely. Great points. So on the flip side of that, what kind of royalty rates can authors expect to earn from their audiobooks? Sure. So with, um, with ACX, uh, and again, that's, a, that's just a very um, popular platform, if you do an exclusive deal with them, meaning the book is only going to be sold on Audible, Amazon, and Apple, uh, then they will give you 40% of uh, the retail price. And that's, that's going to be about the highest you'll see from anywhere. Um, and the, the tricky thing for authors to remember is when you go to other places and they say, oh, we'll give you 80% of the retail. Well, that is true with an asterisk because ACX, everybody has to go through ACX for those three platforms. So ACX isn't going to give anyone a better rate. So what you're seeing is you're going to get 80% of that 40% for those three <laughs> platforms. Yeah. Now, for the additional platforms that they distribute you to, you might get 80% of the retail. But it's important to remember that no one is getting a better rate than what ACX is offering you directly. So that's another consideration is like, okay, well, what do you want to make on your audiobook? If you're going to go somewhere else you know, and have them submit to ACX, you're losing a little bit up front. So 40% is if you're exclusive. Uh, then it's 25% of the retail if you want to go non-exclusive, meaning you want to sell your audiobook on your own website. You want to sell your audiobook on all these other services. You know, there's lots of different places. Um, and then if you decide to do a royalty share project uh, where you're splitting the royalties with uh, a narrator or producer, well, then you have to be exclusive with ACX. And what it does is it takes that 40% and it splits down the middle. So both the author and the narrator share or get, I should say, each 20% for a period of seven years. And huh. then after seven years, the author gets 40%. So it, you know, a lot of it, a lot of it depends on your budget, but you know, really you want to think about, you know what, it might just make sense for me to figure out how I can afford to just pay the narrator his full rate up front. Yeah. And then you're getting 40%, you know, forever. Well, I would imagine most narrators would prefer that arrangement anyway, because they'd rather get the money up front than gamble on royalties, right? Absolutely. Because, you know, unless it is an author with a really, really strong marketing plan and has an established track record and, and knows how to like make a lot of money on their books, you know, as, as a narrator, it's a big gamble. And in that same example, if, a, if an author knew what they were doing, why would they be giving that money away? 
You know, yeah. they would just be like, well, no, I know I'm going to make a big in, a big return. So I'll just pay for, you know, pay for production. And then I, I won't have to share it. So, you know, a lot of authors think, oh, well, I can just, you know, I can save some money now, but how much are you giving away later? Right. And then, you know, so another consideration is setting the retail price on the audiobook, right? So tell us how that works with ACX. Well, for a lot of the systems, actually, you don't have total control over what they, over what they sell it for. Um, you know, you can give a list price and, you know, suggested price and all that kind of stuff, but a lot of them will base it on the length of the book. Um, and so that will have some considerations. And then, of course, a lot of these places might run their own deals, might run their own discounts. Um, you know, sometimes you'll get your percentage based on what you had originally suggested or wanted it listed at. Sometimes not. You know, there's just all these different factors. So unfortunately, it's not as direct as if you're publishing on Amazon, and you say, I want to sell it for $2.99. Well, that's what it's listed as. With uh, audiobooks, there's a little bit a little bit less control there. Uh, yeah. Of course, you know, outside, if you want to sell it direct on your website, then of course you can put whatever price you want. Absolutely. Great. And then there's also giveaway codes available from some of the audiobook retailers. Tell us what those are all about. Yeah. So uh, the giveaway codes are a great way to get your book out there and get it into the marketplace. It's not only, you know, you can use it for giveaways to your uh, your readers, your listeners, your fans, but then also advance copies to um, uh, uh, blog posts or uh, or you know blog blog writers or podcasters, you know people that are reviewing audiobooks or in a Facebook group or something like that. So, and all the all these distribution places, ACX, Findaway, Spoken Realms, they all offer giveaway codes, and that's you know that's what you want to be thinking about is like okay, how can I use these to get my title out there. And there are even services um, where you can um, pay, you know, a very nominal fee to list your book in these email blasts or online um, to audiences of people who just love consuming audiobooks. And usually, uh, you know, in exchange for a code, people will write a review. So, you know, that's another way just to drum up interest, drum up attention, you know, get people on your page, you know, on the audiobook page, reading reviews, listening to the sample. So it's just a great mark. It's another part of the marketing arsenal uh, that you want to employ uh, once the book is launched. And they're not giving you unlimited codes. You can't give out a thousand of them, right? Well, you can request. Um, I'm, I don't I actually don't know if there's a cap, but, you know, you can request multiple codes i think they give on acx 25 at a time um and so i mean i i would imagine if you are uh you know trying to request like ten thousand codes you know a week or something like that i'm sure there's something it's a manual process so they have to you know approve it but i don't i haven't run into any language about there being a cap as to how many codes they'll give out yet Okay, great. Nathan, is there anything else we should know before we wrap up? This has been so interesting. Well, yeah, I would just say, you know, just like launching your book, you know, launching the audiobook is another part of the process and you don't want to skip over it and you don't want to just kind of let it happen without making it another big event in this book's life. And so whether that's, you know, social media stuff, or as we, I talked about, you know, podcasting or whatever. I mean, podcasts are such a great medium that also lend itself to 
interviewing the author and the narrator or playing a sample from the audiobook. I mean, there's just so many ways uh, to market your audiobook now, and uh, it's it's really just very important for authors to consider that as part of their plan. And just like they did probably when writing the book, you know, really plan out, you know, and think about, uh, and this is things that I tend to share with, you know, people I talk with and work with, you know, how much time are you going to need to make sure your audiobook is ready based on when you want to launch it? You know, what is that timeline? What does that look like? So those are definitely some things to think about. Wonderful. So tell us about the services you offer and how our listeners can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. So I do audiobook narration. Uh, I help authors with audiobook marketing. Uh, and then I can also, as we kind of touched a little bit here, uh, I can do some consulting on the process if somebody just needs like, you know, me to walk through it and say, here's what you need to do. And I can even do a little bit of coaching with authors who have decided, nope, I definitely want to narrate my audiobook. What do I need to know? So, you know, I, I tend to focus more on nonfiction uh, coaching, but, uh, but that is something I can help with. And as you mentioned uh, at the top, they can go to my website, NathanAgin.com slash audio, A-U-D-I-O. Uh, and they can find out more about what I do and see some samples and hear what you know some of my audiobook work and uh connect with me there that's wonderful nathan thank you so much for sharing so much great information with us today we really appreciate it you're very welcome stephanie thank you so much for uh, having me here yeah and thank you to our listeners for joining us today we conduct these interviews every wednesday you can check the schedule or sign up for our mailing list to get notifications about events over at nonfictionauthorsassociation.com i hope you all have a great day